Election College, episode number 221, Margaret Taylor. Let's throw a political party. Face it, the political scene sucks, but did it always? It's time for Election College, and class is in session. Now, your hosts, Jason Goff and Ben Smith. Jason, here we are, continuing on this journey through time and space, or at least time, and talking about the First Ladies of the Presidents of the American United States. I said that backwards, but everybody knew what I meant. We're going to talk about Margaret Taylor today. Very well said, Ben. (laughs) And yeah. Yeah. They made sure that they gave her all of the family names. And just in case you were wondering, yes, she did go by Peggy because everybody who named, who's named Margaret, for some reason, goes by Peggy. That always confused me, Jason, whenever I was younger. and Well, it confuses me now, but when I was younger, people would be like, Margaret. And I'm like, no, that's Peggy. Yeah, Peggy. No, that's Margaret. I don't understand how Peggy means Margaret and Margaret means Peggy, but hey, it does. That, man, I think if I had a daughter and named her Margaret, which I think is an awesome name for a girl. Sure. If I ever had a girl, that would definitely be a finalist in the names. Um, I'd call her Maggie, maybe call her Mags or something. Right. Pegs. But hey, you know, we probably have some Peggies listening to the podcast and it's a great name. I don't have a problem with Peggy. I just don't understand the derivation, you know, the, the word lineage, whatever that's called, from one name to the other like i i understand william to will or even bill is a little bit of a stretch but it's still there it's a stretch yeah that does not make any sense at all <laughs> and why do all williams why do 90 percent of williams go by bill yeah don't get it well maggie or peggy or margaret whatever you want to call her we're gonna, gonna call her pegs we're gonna call her pegs She was born in Calvert County, Maryland in 1788, and her father, Walter, was a pretty well-off planter in Maryland and was also actually a veteran of the American Revolution. He had been an officer during uh, that war, and Peggy was actually, uh, you know, had kind of a lavish lifestyle. She was wealthy, and her family was wealthy, and she didn't want for much. Yeah, so story has it that in 1809, she's like, hey, I want to go visit my sister in Kentucky, because who wouldn't want to go to Kentucky, because it's a wonderful place, right? So she goes, and she's introduced to a lieutenant who is named Zachary Taylor, and Dr. Alexander Duke introduced the two, and Lieutenant Taylor was like, hey, Pegs, let's do this thing where we get married. So on June 21st, 1810, at her sister's house, because that's just what you did, they got married, and everything seemed to be pretty good. I mean, you know, it's a military life, so there's a lot of moving around and things like that. But Do you you remember that show Home Improvement? Of course. With Tim Taylor. Do you you think that... uh... Do you think that Zachary Taylor Thomas was named after Zachary Taylor, the president? Oh, my goodness. I never thought about that. I mean, he had to be, right? Like, that's a... 
That's just nobody can have two of the same names as somebody else. That's ridiculous. I wonder if he's a descendant or something. That would be cool. I'm sure we would have come across that little fact by this point after 220 episodes, Jason. Man, was he the he was the one who ate the the cold milk, right? Uh, he was the middle one. I don't know what you're referring to. When he died? No, Zachary Taylor. Oh, I thought you meant Zachary Taylor Thomas. <laughs> no, Zachary Taylor, he had the milk, right? I believe that, that... is correct. And the and the raw fruit, yes. Yeah, yeah, man. I really think that Zachary Taylor, we have forgotten about him as the United States. We're having really a hard time tonight talking about the um the title of our country <laughs> it's in all kinds of different orders but seriously zachary taylor was almost dare i say this he was almost like the dwight eisenhower of the 1800s man i could write a blog about this and make a lot of money and get a lot of people to disagree with me <laughs> But don't you think so? You should just attract he, negative attention to yourself. That's the best way to get ahead. Oh, I do that all the time. Yeah. I think. But um I'm not trying to. But Zachary Taylor, here he's off, he's the military guy, he's doing his thing. And and I did not study up on this or whatever. So this is just raw Jason. Oh no. Unless you edit this out. <laughs> but think about it. He was out fighting wars and and doing the military life thing and yeah he's taking uh pegs with him and everything like that kind of like mamie uh, eisenhower uh-huh. you know she was just a very supportive military wife both parties when they're finished having their military careers you know they come back home and it's like both the whigs and the democrats and the republicans and the democrats they want this general to become their man for president. Uh-huh. So Taylor and Ike, I'm probably not the first. It everybody's probably listening to this is probably like duh, Jason. Everybody makes that. Yeah, we've heard that a thousand times. Yeah, it's just becoming it's becoming real to me right now. I'm happy for you. I feel it in your voice. I'm owning it. <laughs> There are similarities between some of the presidents, ladies and gentlemen. Could it be? So, Pegs, which, by the way, I think she might be the first first lady to uh, earn a nickname from Ben and Jason here at Election College. Pegs and Zachary Taylor are married at this point, and they seem to be pretty happy. And uh, Mrs. Taylor is known to have prayed for her husband pretty regularly. He's a soldier. She wants to make sure he's okay. And she's kind of uh, nervous about him returning from war safely. And even when she goes out with him, it's kind of nerve wracking. So she promises, or at least this is the lore that surrounds her, that if God will return him safely from war, she will give up the pleasures of society. And so that's why they say she may have become somewhat reclusive in later days. Uh, She, you know, she kind of wanted to honor her agreement that or her promise that she had made to God for returning him safely. So I don't know if that's actually true, but that's the, that's the rumor mill. Man, I'd be like, God, if you return him safely or maybe gender inclusive here, God, if you return her safely, I am going to party for the rest of my life. 
That's right. Yeah, I mean, they should be celebrating, right? I would think so. But you know, she was pretty grave yeah. and somber after that because, like, hey, my husband is back from war. Yeah. Yuppie. Well, the <laughs> two of them got along okay. They had six children, which actually in those days is kind of a small amount of kids. And, uh, you know, a few of them go on. We have records on them. But one of them, Sarah Knox Taylor, she ended up marrying Jefferson Davis. And uh, she'd met him through James. And she ended up dying about 21 years of age. She had malaria shortly after she married Jefferson Davis. So that's an interesting one. Uh, A couple others, you know, died uh, early on. But... One of them ended up becoming a general in the Confederate Army. His name was Richard Scott Taylor. Yeah, it's pretty crazy about Sarah uh, Taylor because she was married to Jefferson Davis. And there was some, I don't know, animosity is the right word, but there wasn't too much love lost between Jefferson Davis and his in-laws. But actually, later in life, they kind of reconciled a little bit and they got along with Jefferson Davis and his new wife. Yeah. So just a little human interest yeah. thing there. But Why not? Yeah. So Taylor comes back from being in war, right? And Peggs is like, God, please do not allow him to become the president. Please, please, please. And God took that prayer and turned it on its end and she became first lady and she actually was a semi-invalid and she pretty much stayed in seclusion upstairs in the white house and left the duties of the official hostess to mary elizabeth oh we affectionately call her betty bliss so yeah mary elizabeth bliss she was obviously a daughter, like Jason said, and she helped serve some of those roles like women before her had done for either their father or their father-in-law or their friend or whatever the case was whenever their uh, wife or lack of wife prohibited them from being first lady. So Betty ends up marrying William Wallace Smith Bliss, who was an officer in the army. He had served with her father and he was later appointed as his presidential secretary. So, you know, Mary Betty is already in the white house pretty much, or at least nearby. And because Margaret pegs declined the role of first lady, Betty took up the the role and was uh, often known as miss Betty. And so, you know, it was nice. She and William were both there in Washington, DC and, she really kind of took the role of all the interaction with the general public and, you know, being the hostess of the uh, White House at that time. And so she was kind of known as Miss Betty. Yeah. So the whole thing of having your daughter take a pretty prominent role in the White House, that's not anything really new. Um, she was known to dress pretty simply and what I mean by simply is not like grungy or anything, just kind of simple. And at the inaugural ball, she appeared in a simple white dress with a white flower in her hair. And this natural look was like, hey, that's Miss Betty's thing. And 
she was really popular with the populace. Uh, they even had a popular dance song that was written in her honor. You know, I'm just struck by, you know, so her name's Elizabeth, and they call her Betty, and Margaret is called Peggy. Uh, we have some relatives way back when where their names, like nobody knew their real name because yeah. they went by their nickname. It doesn't really happen, at least in our family anymore. I know, it's weird. And yeah, and ladies and gentlemen, for those of you who are listening to this episode, like decades into the future, uh, we're recording this after Major League Baseball just had all of their players uh, this past weekend wear um, these crazy looking Little League jerseys with the players' nicknames on the back. And I'm like, if I were a Major League Baseball player, um, I wonder what my nickname would be. Probably like Frederick or something. Yeah, I've never had a real nickname. Well, why Why not be something r- totally random? Because yeah. apparently, the, actually, you said her name was Elizabeth and she went by Betty. Her name was actually Mary Elizabeth. Oh my goodness. And she still went by Betty. So I, I don't get it. These things, these oh. things evade me. It's like, hi, my name is Jason, but my friends call me Pete. <laughs> right. Uh, I did have that one time. Uh, I had a teacher who... I, actually, he wasn't my teacher, but he was like the lunch monitor when I was in seventh or eighth grade. And he thought my name was Dennis and called me Dennis for like <laughs> lots of times until I finally was like, dude, my name's not Dennis. I don't know what you're talking about. And then it was a whole thing because he ended up asking me my name and what my dad's name was. And my dad's name was John Smith and he didn't believe me. And so people did call me Dennis for years, but at least there was a good story behind it. I don't think... That Mary had a good reason for being called Betty, but whatever. That's what she wanted to do. Yeah. Uh, you know what? People do call me Jeff because they blend Jason Goff together. Oh. But that's just they don't care enough to know my name. <laughs> yeah, that, they're just dumb. That's all. It's not It's not. Oh, I bet a lot of people are like, hey, it's Ben Smith and his cousin Jeff. So that's what my the back of my jersey would have been this past weekend. <laughs> it would have been Jeff. Jeff. Hey, we'll go on to iTunes and look up Jeff and Ben. And <laughs> you can also look up Election College. Leave us a review. Just a brief little review. It would be excellent. We would love to see what you have to say about the podcast, as long as it's good. Right. And don't forget, we have nothing else to do. So we really are pleading with you to interact with us on social media. So I'm going to be checking my phone every 10 minutes, I mean seconds, (laughs) um, waiting for you to interact with us either on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. I am kidding. But I will tell you this, that when we hear from you, that lets us know that, yeah, people, these statistics that we get saying that people are listening to the podcast, well, now we know you're not a robot. Mm-hmm. And now we know you really care. So it does lift our spirits and it helps us know, oh, yeah, you really enjoy this particular subject. Kind of like this First Lady series, we were not going to talk about the First Ladies until so many of you were like, hey, you guys need to talk about the First Ladies. We actually, I personally interacted with a dead First Lady this past week. Um, totally. Uh, it was crazy on Twitter. Um, oh, Lord yeah. Kilmore's wife. <laughs> I was like, I was at some dead first lady's graves, but I wouldn't call that interacting with them, Jason. What are you talking about? Yeah, I actually interacted uh, 
with Millard Fillmore's wife on Twitter the other day. Crazy. I had no idea she knew how to use Twitter. Yeah, she knows how to use it, <laughs> let me tell you. And um, so, speaking of which, now I know about something that we're going to talk about next week on the podcast. But anyway... We love to hear from you on social media. Let us know what you're up to. If you're visiting any historic sites, it doesn't matter if it's presidential or just something you found on the side of the road that's like, hey, here's a historic marker, and it's kind of cool. Uh, share that with us because we always enjoy that, and we're always looking for places to visit. Absolutely. And we're at Election College, by the way. That's the name of the podcast, <laughs> and that's where we're at on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Hey, I have a weird quest to try and visit the graves of all of the presidents, and I've got quite a few, but if you are near or work near or something and you whatever if if you work at one of their graves or nearby and you want to invite us to come visit that would be a great place for my next workcation uh cuz i never go on actual vacation i just work wherever i am but anyway uh let me know we we'd, i'd love to come it's a weird quest and i don't even uh think it's probably normal or natural to want to do that but i want to see where all the dead presidents are buried so let me know Wow, that's a really happy... Just when you thought that we were going to end this on a happy note... Uh, it is happy. They're helping me accomplish a goal. Everybody dies, Jason. That's just natural. Oh, man. Oh, speaking of death. Uh, so, Peggy, she died just two years after uh, President Taylor passed away. Um, Look at that. If the so. people hadn't stuck around and listened to our rambling, they would have never known that. Yeah, just two years later. So, um, yeah, if... President Taylor wouldn't have eaten the bad fruit and drank the nasty milk. Uh, he probably... It's milk and fruit. Oh, yeah. Anyway, that would kill me. Um, <laughs> yeah, he would have been a widower, but he beat her. So, anyway, that's all. Thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you next time. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.